Do you want more coffee? I didn't drink any coffee so far. <laughs> Plus, if I if I drink coffee, I'm just gonna be I'm really gonna be talking shit. Could be good. So she talks not bad talk. If you're gonna make some more, I'll have some. But only if you're gonna make some more. I think we. I wasn't planning to. Never listen to myself speak. Get your it's mic never, on, Mike. Yeah. It's never, there's never, <laughs> page just like, page there's never the time when you actually, button. do you ever listen to yourself speak? Like, I don't know. I had to last It's week. very weird. It weird. Yeah. I sound like a duck. Like this. Like a, a duck? <laughs> yeah. Like when I'm recorded, I sound like this. <laughs> Just so people, everyone's on the same page. So we had the idea to talk about jumping ship. And like, for me, I'm really interested to know what you guys do when you're faced with a situation and there's the option of jumping ship, like kind of leaving something or or moving on or staying in that situation. Because for me, there's some times where it gets really confusing to know what to do, like what the right thing to do is, mm. if there isn't even a, even a right thing at all. But maybe it's not as complicated as I think, and that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it as a group to see, just, I don't know, just to see what consensus, happens. you know? Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. I just kind of think like jumping ship, this idea of like letting go or, or like just... It can be in like a small everyday situation or like a more bigger picture kind of life situation. You know, someone's staring at you on the U-Bahn and you're going to stare back. You stare back, you just stare them down until they, until they jump ship, until they stop. You know, just like this is a really minute uh, example. And then, you know, or leaving some friendship or your home country yeah. or something like that. Right, something a bit bigger. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, for you, Mike, have have you gone through something recently where you were like, okay, that's it, I'm, I have to move on, or I've got to leave something behind, or? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, uh coming coming to coming to this country. I just knew I'd kind of battle battle it out, kind of like that game American Gladiators, where you go mm. through each kind of like step or something. And uh, definitely one of them was was my career choice. I I knew that like you know I came here to do. Uh, my door into Germany was doing like um, sales work and kind of just that stuff, and I hated it. And I was like, if I, if I don't, if I don't get the fuck off of this boat right now, then I'm just gonna keep sailing into the middle, of the middle of the ocean, you know. And so I'd, uh, I'd bail from that quickly. It was, it was tough, but um, uh, I don't know. Luckily, things worked in place, so I, I made a good transition. Right, but I mean, what was the time leading up to that? That decision or that transition yeah it's kind of interesting like um yeah i knew i was just like always stressing me out and i didn't really think i didn't even think that much about bailing from it i was just like just kept going and kept like kind of exposing myself to these conditions and then i think it was when i went home to when i went home and spoke with my sister about like my career choices and stuff it's kind of funny because yeah i mean your family knows you the most and they often give you perspectives you would totally be cool with, but you don't think about it initially. She's like, do you like your job? I don't really, I don't feel like you'd like your job. I was like, you know, 
I really don't like my job. So yeah, I had to, I had to bail from that, and yeah, it was tough. I mean, Pete, Pete knew. I think Pete knew a lot about a lot about a lot about what I was because we worked together. And uh, yeah. yeah, you didn't like the sales stuff you were doing a lot. <laughs> no, definitely not. Do you think you could have made the decision by yourself without other people's input? That's a really good question. Uh, I think eventually I would have done it, but eventually, yeah, I could. Well, it was thing. actually yeah. it was like okay, I came back. I came back from kind of like this going going like back to my hometown and getting a benchmark for your life because you go back to someone you're really familiar with and it's like well, right. it's like you have to step back for a second. Nice, yeah. Came back to Berlin and I was just I wanted to to really root out things in my life that that weren't working and. Uh, what I was working for, they gave me an offer I could definitely refuse, and I definitely refused it. So, so that was like that was the thing. That was uh, the one thing I, that chose that made me do it. I guess. So the work that you're at gave you an offer. Did yeah, I mean, it was it, it wasn't like I did it completely on my own. They they presented something to me, and I was just like the light bulb was burning hot right. at that point. So they gave you, yeah, they kind of put you in a corner that made yeah, it easier. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, right. it's time to bail. But yeah, um, I've done that too. Like you know, I can, I wait till, I I've been pretty bad with like leaving work and leaving jobs in the past. I'm the same. I'm like I will stick it out for way too long, and then sometimes it might just happen that yeah they also give me an offer or the circumstances in my job change where it puts me into the corner it makes the decision for me clearer as well to leave but we are, um, know, who did you talk to about to jumping leave? ship to jump to ship um, or family it was mainly yeah a girlfriend at the time and also um a little bit my family and and definitely my friends my friends know how neurotic i am <laughs> my friends that I grew up with so they definitely helped so yeah that was helpful I think yeah if I if I didn't talk to anyone and I had to have done it I think I would have just waited out way too long and then waited till till I was really yeah not in a good situation yeah yeah, yeah it always helps talking to friends and family about this kind of stuff but I still feel I don't know talking to them gives me some kind of perspective but I still do the decision by myself Mm. Like I might yeah, get some input for, from the other people, but yeah. in the end, I don't know. It just gives me some perspective, and I don't really care what the others think. I just yeah, just do what I think is right. Mm. I've, I've I have trouble with that, or I have in the past, yeah. because it felt like I was relying on family members, friends I trusted, to tell me what to do, and not just using them as like an input, like an additional like, oh yeah, that's probably a good idea, and you know, reaffirming which direction I should go in, but more as like a, using them as a crutch, being like, I have no idea what to do. Yeah. Tell me, <laughs> tell yeah. me. And, and I did this, I've, I've done this a lot actually. And, and I guess in the end I found that you end up living uh, how other people think you should live. Mm. So it's, it's never really in alignment with, with who you are and what you want and and also just on that you know when you come to someone you ask them for a bit of advice or some support they can only support you based on what you communicate yeah. to them yeah the information they're the, given right yeah. and their standpoint like what yeah. they would do but it's it's not about their life mm. it's about your life right so you're saying ultimately that we at the end of the day know what we want yeah. Even if we ask someone else, all right, maybe there's some exceptions, but like, yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Totally, yeah. It's like a feeling. You're like, 
And and if you ask someone what what should I do, and then they tell you what you should do, and you might feel a bit disappointed because they don't give you the answer that you're yeah. like, yeah. Oh, yeah. But are you sure yeah. about that? Are you sure I should do that? And <laughs> you already know you want to do this other thing. I don't know what, why why do we do yeah. that? I feel like some of those things are buried deep inside your mind, and you you really have to do some you have to do some serious digging just to get it out. But I mean, it's there, and uh, you know, it's just it depends on the kind of external factors. I mean, if someone I mean, obviously, you can't have someone tell you what you should do because they're not the ones. They don't have that thing buried in their mind. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the digging part. It's the, the, for me, the external kind of things that, you know, I don't know. It's a, that's a tough question. It's a tough. It's well, true. It's, it's harder if you have already the idea what you want to do and you seek for external advice and everybody says it's not going to work, then it's definitely a more difficult decision. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you always seek approval from other people because then you know i don't know then it's going to be easier or doable at all i don't know oh, interesting yeah well i got myself into some really confusing situations uh going on the method i talked about before about just relying on people to tell me what to do because when you go to say your mom and say hey mom i'm in a tight situation what should i do here and she gives you one piece of advice and then you go to a trusted friend and they say Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds good, but you should probably do this as well. And all of these people is just speaking from their perspective yeah. of your situation. And they don't know the complexities and all the little intricacies of where you're at right now emotionally and, and you know, and this deeper sense of, of this stuff that's buried, you know, how you how you kind of feel, I guess, more, more subconsciously and, and what you feel is the right way to go for yourself. They don't have access to that. So... How you know? So I was getting myself in these confusing situations, tr treating other people like they had access to, to the same information I did. And I feel like things got a whole lot simpler when I was like, you know what? Or it was more of a realization. I was like, huh? People don't know what's going on for me. It felt much easier to to come back to myself and, and trust myself first that I knew, I know what's going inside me. And then, yeah, as you guys seem to be doing more naturally using other people to kind of guide you, but not mm. completely turn, change your direction or tell you, Hey, go over there, do this, do that. I think it's a good piece of advice, man. What you're saying is that being aware enough to know at least where other people stand and how they see you would be a really good um, way to sort out all the information if you're talking with people like you're saying you know and take little pieces from this person little pieces from that person if you know that my friend has a bias towards this particular thing then I know that before I ask them or I know that after I get their information so just like yeah like you're saying uh, understanding their perspective and where they're coming from um, you can take little pieces but, but nothing more and I think that's a, it's a good good piece of advice yeah, I really like that too. Yeah, it. I like the analogy of, you know, just like we're set up here. Like, there's a table in front of us, and there's a bunch of things on it, and so you can ask someone, "Hey, what should I do here?" And you, you can kind of like, it's kind of like doing a puzzle together. Mm. It's like they might contribute certain pieces, but you always have the choice whether to accept those pieces and to use them, or to just be like, "Hey, thanks, but I'm going to leave those on the table. Yeah. Those don't belong in my puzzle or this, the mm. solution that that I'm going for." Yeah, I always had this kind of mental, let's call it dilemma with my dad when making life decisions because he had a pretty exact idea of what I should do. 
but he grew up after the war in Germany, so he's growing up like his early adult life was totally different and the opportunities were totally different. So it's obvious that I can lead a totally different life now, right now, and I have more options. For example, I was thinking about uh, traveling to Australia after my high school graduation, and he was like, what? That's a joke. Mm -hmm. I mean, because after the war, this was not an option. They were lucky if they had enough food, basically. Yeah. And... uh, Everyone thinking about yeah. working holidays in Australia. Yeah. So, yeah. So what I'm saying is I always had to pick the pieces of advice carefully from what my dad wanted me to do. Yeah. And always, yeah. And there was no way of not uh, disappointing him. Mm. Mm. Because I always had to, like, reject, I don't know, 70% of his advice mm-hmm. for to get on my way. This is a good point. Like uh, for me, an example is like sometimes because, you know, we're in Berlin, I've been living here and times when it gets hard, it's like I talk to my friends from back home and I say, oh, you know, it's not going really well. And I know what they're going to say before I say it, right? They're going to be like, well, there's always work back here, you know, there's, and of course, you know, my friends love me and I love them and it's, but it's at the same time, I know what they're going to say. Come back home, especially my parents, come back home. There's always a, there's always a room in the house for you. So you already know what different people are going to say. So depending on what advice <laughs> well, you're looking exactly, for. Exactly. It goes back to what we were saying before. It's like you kind of know <laughs> the answers that you want. or And maybe you just seek out the right people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To, to kind of out. reinforce your decisions. Like, I'm going to go to this person about yeah. this problem because I yeah. feel like, you know. Yeah. They're they'll, on the same page. Not, not just like help you discover it, but give you the answers you really want to hear. Yeah. At the end of the day, sometimes that's all you kind of yeah, want. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Depends on the situation. Yeah. yeah. And it goes back to what you're saying as well, Ben, about like if you go to that person and they give you what you want, um, then it's, uh, yeah, who, who really who really made that decision for you? Was it you or is it your friend? You know, like, totally. but I think it's really important to, to for me to, um, at least have ownership of what I what I decide, even mm. if someone helps me, and that's pretty hard. Yeah, it's pretty hard. That's so interesting. Like I think that's that's such a such a subtle point, though. Like you were saying, like you kind of know what you want to hear or who you you, you choose who to go to for for particular advice because somewhere you know what you want to do. Yeah. So, and you go maybe you, you you prefer talking to me about certain things because you want you, you know maybe how I'm going to respond or somehow that feels right to you you're like yeah I'm, I'm going to bed and you wouldn't just go to some you know a librarian or you know someone yeah. you didn't know or yeah. you know so is it a matter of who you who you can feel most open to and who is like out of the people you want to talk to really seeking out the people who are most open to you and will give you the most balanced perspective. But then there's the other side of, you know, the people who are going to give you the answer that you want. Mm. It's kind of like checking yourself first before you go to particular people. Like, uh, yeah, if I know that I, I'm going to set someone up to give me an answer, I need to be aware of that too. And I need to be really brutally honest with myself that I know the answer I want and I'm trying to go to this, the people that I know to give me the same stuff or Am I, am I preparing myself to get some news that I don't want and still going to open and balance people? And I yeah. think that's a really important point oh, that people could make, that, uh, that I should be making more of it. Yeah. Right, right. And I think this kind of brings us to, you know, how do we determine that we're making, you know, 
the right choice of jumping into something, not just jumping ship, not just when to leave something, but also, you know, there's there's two sides of this, you know, you can be in in something already and then need to know when to jump ship and when to stick it out, you know, when to stay. So but what I'm getting at here is I think there are things that offer us healthy um, health, healthy challenges which promote, you know, growth, you know, this natural growth, uh, uh, this, this development on the path that y- you want to you wanna go on. But how often do we go to the people to reassure us, mm-hmm. hey, you don't have to do that because it, it's too scary for you or it's too much for you, but actually deep down you want to do it, but you're just a bit too... You don't believe in yourself enough to take that step into this new project or to into this new country or whatever it might be. Maybe let's just take a hypothetical example. Maybe it's um, giving a speech in front of a hundred people, right? So that speech that might terrify me. So you could see that as a, as a pretty big challenge for, for me. That would be a big challenge, and I might go to people who might you know. I might want them to talk me out of it. I might want them to say, "Hey, that's too much for you. You haven't you haven't even spoken in front of 10 people yet. And you're starting with 100. Are you sure you want to do this, Ben?" I'm like, "Yeah, no, I don't want to do this." But when I say, "No, I don't want to do this," that's me honoring this more afraid part and me like taking the easy way out. And if I'm really honest with myself, I would want to experience what it's like to speak in front of 100 people for myself. I I would want to do that and I used to get hung up on these these more afraid parts or these more confusing parts so I wasn't able to make a clear decision for myself. Hmm. And I guess I wanted to kind of put that out there and, and ask you guys if, if you've been in a similar situation where you were just faced with either doing something or not but no matter which option you chose it seemed kind of like a, like a dead end. Like, you know, if... I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't, that kind of scenario. Um, it might not be with the scenario I was giving with the, the public speaking, but say for a relationship, you know, when relationships kind of turn sour, that you're in kind of this bind. I mean, some relationships you're like, no, okay, <laughs> that's it, like I'm done. But others, you aren't sure what the right decision is, whether to, to, to stay and stick it out or to jump ship. Because there's two factors operating. Like, there's no clear-cut decision. Because if you leave, you're alone. Mm. You're alone. You don't have this this affection and this this acceptance of another person. And if you stay, mm. you mm. think, okay, I've still got this love and this acceptance, but there's all of, also all of these troubles, all of these these things which are causing you know even causing me to think or question the relationship in the first place. So, you know, what to do, what to do in a situation like that. And, you know, how, how do we, how do we come to a decision at that point? Jump ship or, or stick it out? Yeah. Well, Pete and I were speaking a little bit earlier about sunk costs, this kind of, this, uh... How do you see the connection? In, in a relationship, um, you have the sunk cost fallacy. It's like, it's like you've invested so much time and money and energy into it. It's like you might, you, you got to keep going with your investment or you just, you just cut the, you know, cut the vein right there and stop the the, the, the flow of all that. 
the, the time and money has been spent, you know, the time and energy, whatever it's been spent. And, uh, that's a, that's a, <laughs> the decision to cut it is so ridiculously hard. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you, you kind of know. And then, and then where does that, where does that leave us, you know, with, with making a decision? Is there any solid piece of advice or, or technique we can... Or, or maybe the advice would be, well, don't consider the past so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's essentially what Sunkal yeah. says, like, forget the past. Like, yeah. you are moving forward and you have to, like, do you want to carry that with you or do you want to, like, cut it off? And so we're back at sounding a little bit spiritual, but actually it's also kind of economic. Yeah, Because we already invested the energy or so. time or whatever in what we are thinking of quitting. Yeah, but, it's like, but it doesn't really matter for the for the present and it's your the emotional stock portfolio. <laughs> when do you divest? When do you divest from these emotional assets? Yeah. So don't get hung up on the past. Make your decision and consider what will make you happy. Yeah, but how do you just and detach from the past? That's a I don't know. Well, meditation. Yeah, I mean, meditation is one thing. I mean, how do you guys kind of handle? How do you? How do you really like? Uh, I mean, how do you first differentiate from what things in the past are relevant, and then how do you sort through that, and then how do you like make a decision on on what which ones will help you, or even just kind of detach from them completely? I just want to jump in and just swing this a little bit in a different way. It's like what's also important is for me in relationships, I. I'd black and white this so much. I think, right, I need to make a really critical decision and only one of them is right. And I think that's a critical error that I make time and time again, not just with relationships, but anything else, is the assumption that you're going to, that there is one right decision. And I think that's really important to look at because who said there's one right decision? It's not a, it's not a test at school. It's not a test at yeah. university. Maybe there is no right decision at all and I think it's really important for me to make sure I understand that I suck at it every time <laughs> I'm so bad but it's like I, I treat it like oh should I break up or not if it's a relationship and then I'm like there's one that's going to be the right thing for me but don't stuff it up you know and it gets into this perfectionist cycle as well like if I if I mess this up then that's it. I won't get another chance. And then perfectionism. Uh, so yeah, perfectionism comes in, anxiety comes in, and then it builds and builds, and I get in this massive head spin. And that's where I need a, a lot of advice from friends and family as well. And I think maybe if I took away the fact that, hang on, there might not necessarily be one right decision here, might help to reframe it in a way that well, maybe I should ask a different question instead of, what's the right thing here? Maybe what's is there a way that i'm going to come off better from this or what's right for me i don't know what do you guys think about that i think i think that's a huge point um and already just hearing you say there's there's no right decision that takes a huge weight off of me it's like wow if there's no right decision i can't make a wrong decision so the only decision i can make is just a decision that's good enough Mm. good enough given the situation and you can't measure good enough. It's not like 100% good enough. You know, it's not not black and white. It's not right or wrong. It's just good enough. And I feel like you can only arrive at that that good enough decision by weighing up what feels right for you. But first and foremost, first coming back to the actuality of, of the situation, you know, what are all the pieces? What are all the components involved yeah. here? Mm. Who is my decision going to affect? You know, if you have family members or, or things like that, depending on 
on you keeping your job, that has to go into your decision about leaving your job. So writing all those down and not letting any bits of your your emotional kind of uh, judgment being being attached to them. So really just writing down the, the facts of the situation. And then get perspective from other people in a healthy way that you can choose the information to help support whatever facts you've written down and to get that wider perspective as well. So an example I have at the moment is what has been going on in my head in the last couple of weeks is should I should I leave Berlin? Like that's that's an actual situation I'm in now. Mm-hmm. And I've I've you know I end up going well all right I'll ju- I'll move back to Australia. And then I think well hang on am I framing this correctly like you're saying it's like what are the actual facts and like you said Miss Well Mike it's like maybe I'm not thinking all of the facts maybe I'm not thinking about it in the right way from my perspective so you know I, I, then I have to ask myself some questions like why do I feel that I need to leave right now and that might lead me to actually reframing the question completely differently maybe it's because I'm looking for work and it's hard to find a, a job in a German company because I don't know German so the, the question instead is of like should I be leaving Berlin should be what are my actual career prospects here? Why don't I actually start learning German? You know, it leads to a completely different set of self-questioning. I Might mean, be a good that's, example. That's Absolutely. a really, good, that's a really yeah. good point. I mean, you kind of look at your your assets, you look at your uh, the conditions you're in, and and how do you want to like leverage those things to, to put yourself in a favorable position where you can kind of grow and influence people positively. That's kind of, it's not, it's not always about like what's right or wrong, but like mm-hmm. what is going to put me in the con- favorable conditions to 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 move myself forward and impact other people's people positively and i think it's like yeah that takes uh some looking at your own assets and and i mean when you're thinking about like leaving uh, a country or something it's maybe it's not always about like what you have now but what you could have like maybe you could you know change yourself a little bit learn some mm-hmm. german or i don't know it's you talk about reframing the question i mean you just kind of like I think you can just take simple ideas in your head and change them just a little bit. It's like, you know, right. kind of a big impact. And yeah. it's not like if you take the word right and just remove that right, right versus no, wrong, and it's yeah. like, it's like <laughs> yeah. what's favorable? Like what is favorable considering the conditions in inside of me and outside of me? But it's so important. Like when we, when we have this, this, uh, this dialogue with ourselves, it's like the questioning part of it, like from what we're talking about, sounds so important. You know, the questions we ask ourselves, mm. it's really important that they're framed in the right way because the facts and, the, and all the introspection that we're doing will lead to particular questions. And then I guess are we just geared to give answers to questions? Because a lot of time we just take, yeah, I take my you're questions just for granted. Asking and answering questions to yourself yeah. the whole day, like yeah. your entire waking right. moments, you're just asking and answering. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, focusing on the questions maybe. Like we're saying, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. What's the quality of my questioning right now? Yeah. This is a question. <laughs> right? <laughs> I would say it's pretty high because I, I think it's a, it's, a good, it's a good technique and I know it works um, mm. To, mm. to kind of allow you to get to that stage where you can make that good enough decision. Mm. Um, and that, that questioning, or, you know, it starts with, you know, using your example, Sam, of having these thoughts about leaving Berlin. You know, oh, if, if I was in your shoes, I would start that. I would get a piece of paper and write down the first thing that came to my head and that would be I want to leave Berlin like okay why why do I want to leave Berlin Um, 
it's just not working. It's just not mm-hmm. working. Why isn't it working? Mm-hmm. I can't get a job. Why can't I get a job? I don't know enough German. And so, like, just following yeah. this this train of questioning, and this is this is self exploration. It's like mm-hmm. you're, you're journeying into you know what feels right, and and you you're you're uncovering these this deeper stuff. Yeah. And it's an active process. You, you got to do it. It's too hard to do just all in your head. Mm. Um, mm. So I find writing it down, getting it out there on paper really helps because you can then nice. look back and you can see where you started with what question mm. and you can see how you got there. You're like, oh, interesting. So the real problem is, you know, whatever it is, I mm. feel um, insecure about setting up roots in a new country because I don't know how long I'm going to stay here mm. or whatever. It could be something that, yeah. you know, that you didn't see before because it was buried a bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that going going back to what we were talking about, getting different perspectives from friends, is that they will offer a different set of questions to what you're asking yeah. yourself. So we're talking right now about reframing our own questions. Maybe this kind of ties in with the fact that it's so helpful to ask friends and families because they're coming at me with a completely different set of questions that I would have. It's kind of like the same process if whether I... I could choose to reframe my questions, like you're saying, with that great technique being been about like, but why, but why, but why, but why? But also, I would have friends who would ask me a question that I'd never even thought of too. You know, and it's, it's really interesting how the questioning is common um, and in terms of the support we get from others, but also from ourselves. And I definitely overlook the power of my own introspection and the potential for me to ask myself the right questions i'm all too often just so quickly going to a friend when maybe i could be sitting down more and writing this stuff down like you're saying with these techniques yeah i mean speaking of techniques it's like you guide yourself essentially you're always walking yourself through a forest with a series of questions like kind of question answering whether it's the small day-to-day kind of questions like you know, what do I want to get to eat right now? Or whereas, or like a more kind of like larger life question, like some like, what kind of impact do I want to leave on the earth before I, I'm gone? So like, do you guys have kind of any questions that, that you ask yourself, whether it's like a day-to-day or like kind of ones that help you model your way, like provide a model that helps you guide yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Um, I feel like getting better at, at answering the smaller questions, like what do I want to eat right now? Or, you know, before that, am I hungry? <laughs> you know, getting getting better at answering those, I feel like they, they line you up mm. to to feel grounded enough to, to make those big decisions just like, bam, just, you know, you build up this, this experience with asking yourself, do I want to hang out with this person? Do I want to hang out with him? No. Okay. And then you might look into that. You might do the whole why exercise and write it down, but... Or you might be like, no, I just don't feel comfortable around that person. But it's important, man. Like what you're saying, it's like one part we've got, am I asking the right questions? Maybe asking the right questions is far more important than giving the right answers. Because if I'm asking the right questions, my brain is geared to always give an answer to a question. If you ask yourself a question right now, you're going to give an answer whether you like it or not. So I think giving the right questions is more or less like the right signpost or the right area to look at. And then, like you're saying, Ben, with self-awareness, I can only give the right... I only know so so much about myself as I'm aware of right now. If I was like, 
some kind of omniscient present, presence where I'd know everything. I could give the best answer to my question, but the quality of my answer to even the right questions is going to be so far as only so much as I know about myself right now or the situation, which relies on the fact-finding that we were talking about before, the perspectives we got, but also the introspection about what I want and the element of how truthful am I to myself. I like the point you made about, you know, you, you can only know so much about yourself. You only know as much as you know about yourself, your, your, your current level of awareness. Mm. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you weren't saying, you know, there's a wrong, there's a wrong line of questioning. Mm. But I have, I have thought like that. I have thought, am I asking myself even the right questions? And if I'm not, then how am I going to get anywhere if I can't? You know, if I can't even be aware of what's going on for me right now, I can't trust that level of awareness. You know, that's just, that's, a, that's, that's just all this doubt and fear coming up. Mm. But what makes me feel uh, more, more at ease with that process is realizing there is no right or wrong question yeah. I need to ask myself. Any yeah. question I do ask myself is the question I ask myself. And I've asked that from my present level of awareness of the situation and of how I feel. Mm. And that's where I'm at right now. Mm. And that's all that, that, that's it. That's all you can do. That's all I can do. Yeah. So we come back to good enough. Mm. You know, you make the, you, you, your awareness is good enough to make a decision mm. given the present situation and, and what you feel is right. You will know when it's time to jump ship. Yeah. Just, you know, go out there, talk to friends, talk to your family, talk to yourself and explore. And there's no right or wrong way. There's no right or wrong. There's no I've right got to remember way. that. You're, you're, <laughs> the, you're that. the main character of your own movie. I mean, you yeah, just you just kind right of make it. things happen for yourself. It's like you were born into the Matrix. So mm. just, just be the one. <laughs> just be the one. Yeah. <laughs> just, brilliant. Just, just be brilliant about it. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Right, cool. maybe we should get Keanu on the show and yeah. ask him how he uh, how he goes about his. Where is he? Days. What's he doing this? Anyway, but <laughs> okay. I'll give him, I'll give him a call after this. Yeah, okay. Next podcast, Keanu Reeves. Where is he? What is he doing? <laughs>